Yo, yo, yo. What's Back good? In the house. No stylist boys. This is Visions by Ace. Hatsburg in the house. What's up? What's up? What's up? So we have another great episode for you guys. Um, this week, uh, if you guys don't follow follow uh, football, soccer, the one that you kick the ball with, <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's how I'm going to uh, put it. But um, in the footballing world, this week was a pretty turbulent week because of uh, what was going up in the on the upper echelon of football. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people decided to mess, try to mess up everything with the so-called Super League. Ugh. So I th- I guess they announced it a week su- from today. Sunday night. Sunday yeah. night was that? Yep. So the, a week night. a week ago. Yeah, uh, exactly a week ago we were recording on a Sunday night. Uh, so, they are not, so the six there was at least was it twelve league, league twelve teams that yeah. Um, so it was there was a founding family. Yep. So it was Real Madrid, Atletico, Barcelona, Barcelona. Inter Milan, AC Milan, Juventus, Juventus, and then the six top English leagues, right? Yep. So Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Man City, Man United, and uh, my good old Reds, Liverpool. Yeah. But uh, that caused an uproar in football in general. And uh-huh. if you guys don't know, you guys watch your little NFL, NBA, stuff like that. But there's no denying that soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, is the biggest sports in the world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people regard Champion League as one of, if not the best um, sporting event in the world. I mean, besides it's, the World Cup, I think it's... Yeah, besides the World Cup, it's like, on a regular... They have it every year, so... Right, so that's where it's a little different, but yeah, it's... it's, it's I don't think there's a question. I think it is considered... It, it be... is considered one of the, the best um, tournaments in the world. You just gotta say that. Yeah. So when the, when the twelve teams decided to create that, there was some rift between the higher ups in UEFA. Uh-huh. There was a rift between the Premier League people, and almost every um, single league, like Bundesliga or no, actually, but <laughs> I don't know why I said Bundesliga. They they actually good because. None they of them down, from the Bundesliga joined the Super League. Bayern yeah. Munich didn't join, and um, Dortmund, Dortmund didn't, didn't join, which is like the top two, the I top guess, two, by far. Yeah. So the only two was, who got invited, I mean, did they get? Did they didn't get invited, or did they? No, they're the only two that did. The other, oh, in, okay, okay. In Bundesliga, it's kind of like RB Leipzig, who I I've been supporting like for the last year or so. Mm. Is kind of moving into that top, you know, upper echelon. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the Bundesliga's teams, it's very up and down. So like every yeah. year, you always pretty much can pencil in Bayern and Dortmund, and then the other top teams usually rotate. But RB Leipzig, for only being up for a couple years, I'm just gonna plug them real quick. For only being up for a couple years, they built a really solid club. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been playing Champions League for like three out of the last four years. Mm. So they're solid, and they're second in the le- in Bundesliga right now. Mm-hmm. They might challenge that title with one um, Bayern Munich. We never know. But um, so 
so Bayern Munich and Dortmund didn't didn't want to join. So that that kind of made the fans happy about that mm-hmm. because um they're like okay they they have a backbone they're not gonna join some super super league and, and Bayern, Bayern won us. the Champions League last year mm-hmm. so I mean they're fresh off of you know they're even though they got eliminated mm-hmm. they you know they're still technically the reigning champ of the Champions League oh yeah yeah, yeah so. But um, James, talk a little bit about how that why it's such a big deal for them to create a super league and how like the politics of it, the money side of it, the oh, fan side of it. Like it's 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 hard because we're both fans of of teams that were involved. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and we, we made a little bit of social posts, like Instagram yeah. posts about it. But it was a roller coaster because when you yeah. first hear it, at least I'll speak for myself. When you first hear it, you're like, okay, that's a lot of money. You can buy top players. This is okay. And then it sinks in and you realize the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Then you realize, oh, they're going to sacrifice their their stake in the Premier League and UEFA. It's going to cost all the players that play for these clubs. Mm-hmm. They're international, right? Yep. So they can't so, play international. So, so what, what James talking about with the players is, like some of the players, like let let's say let's say so this is this is the analogy, right? Uh-huh. Let's say, okay. So the first analogy is let's say if Drake, uh, Kanye West, Future, uh, we got to put some rock people in there. Uh, who's who's a, who's a good rock artist? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like uh, so so some some rock star, <laughs> Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. All those people, not rock, but all those people um create their own kind of Grammys, mm-hmm. and then that's like they're always invited and they nominate out of that um list of people, and then they just have it every year. That's kind of the thing that's going on. That 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 I I heard the, the um Oscar analogy. But I, yeah. I really don't like the Oscars, so that's why yeah. I use that. And but, honestly, um, even that... the Grammy one is is close. It would have hit harder a few years ago, but people yeah. really often. Yeah, the people Grammys don't really did. like the Grammys right now, but they, I don't know. I just want. But to I still get what you're make saying. Make it make it a little more relatable to the people. Or, but the, the, the thing is, go ahead. My, my I, bad. I, I was gonna do the second uh, analogy. I had two analogies. So my let's bad. say yeah. if LeBron James, mm-hmm. um, all those top players in the basketball. <laughs> Um, association. Let's let's say they break away and create their LeBron James League, or or like if the Lakers, Super, Super Boston, NBA, like or something like the that. top teams. You know what I mean? Say if the the Lakers, oh yeah yeah, Boston, yeah. that's that's the that's the yeah Miami, Golden State, Lakers, the top team Bucks, of the NBA is trying to break away. break away. That's basically what's happening over in Europe. So. Uh-huh. And I think, I think it's 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 really a situation where Americans who aren't well versed in how soccer works mm-hmm. overseas, especially, wouldn't understand the uprage because there's there's nothing like it in America. Mm-hmm. Like in America, we're strictly fans. Yeah, you may love the Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, the Miami Heat, the L.A. Lakers, but at the end of the day. You have no real ownership stake. You have no real anything because they're those 
those teams are owned by a person or a company. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it, you know what I mean? So it's not quite the same. You just are a fan. <clears throat> That's why a lot of times when you're a supporter of a football team, and I think you 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 put a post in your story, it was it was a good point. When you're a supporter of a football team, a lot of these people are supporters of these clubs, especially on lower levels, and have owner even even if it's mm-hmm. very small, a small ownership stake. Mm-hmm. They have lifelong season tickets that are passed from generation to generation, which happens sometimes. Like I think with the Green Bay Packers, that happens. Where like mm-hmm. a grandpa could pass it on to his son and et cetera, et cetera. But that's much more common in European football. Yeah. Um, you have huge supporter groups who, like in Liverpool's case, Spy on Cop 1906 is a huge supporter group who's gotten big changes in the club, even though they're not owners. FSG, the same people who own the Boston Red Sox are the owners of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. These supporter groups still have some power to get things done, and you just, to me, it was on the one big point that was really driven home was this Super League was really like the Americanization of football. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that was really what they're trying to do because, in for just to give you guys a crash course, we you know I mean maybe we'll do something at, at a later date, but to give you a crash course, the exciting thing about European f- soccer, whether you watch Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie- whatever league you you fall in love with. For me, I kind of have a team I support in almost every league just because mm-hmm. I want a constant supply of soccer. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know what I mean? But I like I this year, especially after the Super League stuff, I'm really rocking with Bundesliga because they held it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They And that's kind of what literally Bundesliga people's league, like, it's for the people, and it's the only one that really. I mean, PSG turned it down, but I don't know. I don't really know the schematic. I think that was more of a power move and and getting more power within UEFA, more you know clout within UEFA. But anyway, my point is, in European soccer, you can either be promoted or relegated, mm-hmm. and we have nothing like that in in your in in American sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The burst teams, yeah, they get a little bit extra help sometimes in the, the drafts and different things like that. They may have a higher position in the drafts. But in the Premier League, for example, every game counts. Everyone says with football, any given Sunday, like American football, any given Sunday, any team could beat any team. And that's true to a certain extent. But generally speaking, you know who who's going to win. There's upsets, yeah. but you know the top teams. Yeah. In – English football, English soccer, you could, like, I'll just give you a perfect example. Liverpool playing Newcastle. We lost at the 96th minute. <laughs> you drew. Hard, drew, but it felt like a loss at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said loss is Newcastle kind of got screwed out of a, a goal. That Kevin Wilson goal was, uh, yeah, <laughs> that should have been a goal. But, I mean, yeah, you drew, but. Like I said, just the way it was done, it felt like an L. If for for all intent and purpose, in terms of morale and can't, yeah. it it might as well have been a loss. It would have been better for new, you know what I mean? Newcastle would have benefited more. But anyway, my point is, it's important because Newcastle got a point that's going to help them stay in the Premier League. So that's more money, more uh, TV rights, all that stuff. So that's a big deal because 
almost as far as I know, every European soccer league has promotions and relegations. Yep. And that that's just the Super League was trying to lock these twelve and real ultimately fifteen teams in a situation where they got paid and they had their status in that Super League regardless. Yeah. So it was gonna affect a lot of things. It was gonna affect the players playing in the domestic leagues. Because at the end of the day, who cares if they do well in the domestic leagues? The Super League was going to trump that. Mm. Um, and even the, the politics were crazy because very rarely, unless it's something that's criminally going on in, in sports, mm-hmm. you don't really see the governments get involved with sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson get involved. You had the Prime Minister of Italy and other, you know, different countries get involved. Mm. And I, I found that to be very interesting because, especially with the Premier League or, or British football, more than any other country, they call it a, a, the football triangle or umbrella. So money trickles down from these top teams to the, the lower league teams. Mm. So these top teams no longer are involved in that trickle-down effect. That hurts every level of football. Mm-hmm. And I think one one of the things that uh, I really liked is um, the dream, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you're in the bottom, the, the very bottom league in the Premier League. You still have, with the Champions, Champion League system, you still have the hope of going to the top of that league right you're in right now being promoted to league 1 and then you you play another season you pr- be promoted to championship being being pro- you doing well again and being promoted to the premier league uh-huh. getting top 4 and this might take this this might take like 10 years or something but right. you still have the 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 dream of one day if you do work hard and you you get some money by yeah, being promoted right. Yeah. I find good players and all that stuff, a, a club as a, a unit, and get promoted to to being, um, being the champion league and basically playing with the best of the world. I mean, not the world, but in Europe. So they, but they really... I agree the world to a certain extent because the top footballers in all the world go play in Europe. Yeah, true. That's true too. But um, they really wanted they. They were going to kill the dream of all those, you know, uh, uh, smaller clubs. And that's that's where it was like, why would they do that? Uh, but, of course, the main thing that you can take away from this is greed. Because these people, they, they, they only care about the money. And that's what that was going on. And, and the let's, timing let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about how they re... re um, Reneged or just yeah. took back everything. So I'm gonna be proud of I'm gonna be proud of what happened. Even though, so what happened was Chelsea was about to play. I, I forgot well, who are they gonna play. I think they're about to play. Brighton, uh, wasn't it Brighton? Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, and then all those people came to protest. We were the oh. first ones. In my knowledge, we were the first ones to protest. And amid the pro- yeah, I agree with that. Amid the protests, Chelsea was like, was we heard reports of Chelsea 
go, was gonna um basically decline or um withdraw from the Super League. So we were actually kind of got the first ones. We, yeah, we but man, cause... man, City was the first to officially do it. They pulled the, a, officially a announced it, but we were kind of like the first one to like you know get the ball rolling. So I, I, I was, I was actually proud to be a Chelsea fan at, at that moment, even though I'm not proud of them for joining in the first place. But, but it's it's not Chelsea who joined. It's Robin. It's Roman Abram. That's the big takeaway for me for this whole situation. It's not the clubs. It's the owners. Mm-hmm. It's not any of the, of the players, the people who work at the club stores, the people who mm-hmm. clean this. None of you know the coaches. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the coaches was put in a predicament too. Right. None of them had anything to do with it. So it was, yeah. it was literally. This is like a, a movie almost. Like this was masterminded by twelve to fifteen people. Yeah. And sure, maybe at each of those twelve clubs there might have been three or four people at each of those clubs that knew it. But it was a very, very small group of men who made these decisions. And I feel like one of the common threads for a lot of these situations, especially in, in the Premier League, was that a lot of these owners were American. Obviously Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea, is Russian. But for the red, like for Arsenal, Man United, um, I want to say Tottenham either has partial American ownership, mm-hmm. and then obviously Liverpool with FSG. That's four out of six teams mm-hmm. with American ownership, and six out of and six then, teams and then that the, are not. I, I think I think what was Chelsea and Man City, who's not owned by the um, the Americanized uh, ownership. They were kind of forced into a corner because they didn't want to mess. I think all the teams were, yeah, were kind of forced into a situation where, and the, those teams were mentioning are part of the so-called big six. They're usually the big six because they're historically the teams that are fighting for the championship of the mm-hmm. Premier League. You yeah. know that top spot. So, and I mean, even as bad as it sounds, Manchester City's only been doing that for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Chelsea only been doing that for the last 20. And Tottenham hasn't won anything. They're just kind of involved. For, I've never fully... Uh, Tottenham's on that, that fringe where they spend money. I mean, I mean, Tottenham, it, I think they're part of the, the, the top six or whatever because yeah. they're always in the top four or top six. Or yeah, whatever. they're always in the bad. I, I don't think they've won anything, though. That's, I mean, that's they've never bad. won the Premier League. Yeah. They've won the top flight like before '91 when it was just you know the top. I forget what it was called back then, but when it was the top flight, I think they won back in the day. But anyway, my point is the one commonality between all these owners and the you know these people who who perpetrated this, none of them were British. None of them were tied to these teams. They might even be fans to a certain extent, but they're all businessmen first. Yeah. And that that right there highlights part of the issue, you know, in my opinion, is that they 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 loved it like I I know a lot about Liverpool, obviously, because that's the main club I support, but uh, with a lot of these clubs, you look at the value of the like man United when they were purchased by the Glazers. To the value of them now, it's through the roof. It's like doubled, and I know Liverpool was bought at like three hundred million, 
So three hundred million dollars is Whoa. not a small chunk of change. They're now worth almost three hundred three billion dollars. Yeah. So the bargain. It's a great bargain, and not that it's it's made these people these owners so much money that it has become strictly a business, and they forget about the supporters. Yeah, and how you and, know the. I mean, we we can call it what it is. They're fans. They're fans, but it's still different. It's it's different. There's a different level of their fans. But they they live for like soccer's a religion. In, yeah, we, in we we can we can we can say that the fans of America and the fans of Europe is definitely different. We can we mm-hmm. I'll agree to that point. But there's still fans, <laughs> in my opinion, though, because uh, if I, you support uh, I mean, if you if you own a stake, then you know that's a little different. But this uh, because why I'm saying that is because even the the Premier League official, like um, NBC Sports, whatever they they still call it fans, and they still call it that the fans change everything. So that's that's the reason why I'm saying they're fans. But they're, they're supporters, fans. fans, whatever the case might be, it could be interchangeable the to a certain extent. But I think supporters denote that basic guy. Like, you I mean, don't have the same I can, level. I can of say that I'm a supporter of Green Bay. You can, I can say That's that too. True, but you you gotta admit when it comes to, especially people who are fans of 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 European football or soccer, you don't have the same level of bandwagon hopping, changing fan. You know what I mean? Sometimes it still happens. Don't get me wrong, but in general, you know, like you could be from London, and if you're a supporter of Crew Alexandra, you're a supporter of that team for the rest of your life. You don't see as much of that, and I think that's one of the main different in in America. Like we, we're originally from Pittsburgh, we don't have a basketball team, uh-huh. so I may rock with one basketball team this year and the next the next year because it's yeah. I have no real stake in that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like if the Lakers lose, it doesn't affect anything in Pittsburgh. If yeah. the Steelers lose, Monday sucks. The co-workers are mad. The bosses are, you know, it actually affects life. And it's, so I'll say that almost as a similarity, when I, when I try to get people to give soccer a chance, I use those comparisons. Like, you know I mean? It's very similar, but not every football city is like Pittsburgh or like Philly or like, you know what I mean? There's certain spots where, just keep it a buck. If the L.A. Rams lose a game, no one in Los Angeles cares that much. Yeah, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. as they just got to Los Angeles a couple years ago. Yeah. So I think that's I, I agree. The words are interchangeable, but the the spirit of the word is not. Although it's relatable for certain United States cities, because certain fan bases are rabid, but a lot of other fan bases are tame. Yeah, they're very tame. They're very, uh, you know, passive su- supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the main thing is is just the the. I guess we're just trying to frame the situation for people, because I was surprised that even it did make Sports Center and stuff like that here in the states. You know what I mean? Yeah, it did. It was a big deal, and if and for a lot of people. Besides the World Cup, 
like I, I think I try to give people the heads up like the Euros are happening pretty soon, like in June. Mm-hmm. So that's really high level football because you're not just taking players from an individual club. You're taking all the best players from an individual country and putting yeah. them all on one team. So the yeah. level of football goes up. But I would say Champions League is very similar. You know what I mean? When people play in that tournament, they put out the best teams they can. They're really focused. So I think it's a good introduction to really high-quality soccer because there's a difference between a huge difference between, say, Bayern Munich playing PSG and the level of talent and, and, and just excitement on the field versus Brighton or West Brom versus Aston Villa. Like, a casual fan is not going to watch that. Bro, I was just watching that highlight, bro. Don't, don't play me, bro. I'm not trying to play you. If you listen, it was a compliment. I'm talking bro. about the casual fan, someone who's not into soccer. Okay. I wouldn't put them on to Aston Villa versus West Brom because okay. they would be like, what? But if you put them on PSG versus Bayern Munich, they'd be like, oh, I've heard of Neymar before. Mm. Oh, I've heard of Mbappe before. Oh, I've heard of Cristiano Ronaldo. So it's like a breaking in point, you know what I mean? A good mm. entry point. And I feel like Champions League is that. It's it's a yeah. good good way to introduce people. Yeah. Which is why a lot of times in America... More, a lot of recognizable names, I guess. Right. And I mean, that's why in America you see... When I'm in... A, I never see... Even Aston Villa has some following here in the States, but in general, you see the Real Madrid jerseys, the Barcelona. So, uh, somehow, some way, they like Dortmund for whatever reason. Because of the colors and Puma. Yeah, the colors, bro. <laughs> and honestly, Dortmund did have a run where they were, I mean, like they don't, they lost to Bayern Munich the one year in Champions League. I, I like, I like Dortmund mostly because of Jurgen Klopp. So, you know, they have a soft spot in my heart. I, you know, I like the team. And I, I do think they have some clean jerseys. Black and yellow is always going to be a good, yeah, Pittsburgh, color. you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you you tend you tend to see supporters in America really support the topper, you know, the upper echelon of of teams. Yeah, and uh, it is what it is. You know, as you get more into it, you might fall. Yeah, you know. So like speaking of supporting the upper echelon, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a Lakers fan um I guess beginning of 2019 going into 2020 mm-hmm. and then mid 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 season I said I, I was a Bucks fan and they go on to win the championship and I, I I don't care. I'm still a Bucks fan because I like I like I like having that ride where they build up from the even though Bucks are, was established for a long time I, yeah. I like I like to see them build and then win their first championship and you know yeah. I like Giannis too. That's part of the reason why I have to switch to them. But most people will, when they're bandwagon on switch teams, it's because oh my city's team is sucking, so I'm gonna join the team that's winning. Yeah, a lot of people don't do the opposite. They don't they don't go to the team that the that got knocked out by the Heat. <laughs> so I you know that. a little a little different. Side aspect of me, but you know, I'm just bragging. I don't know. <laughs> I have weird flex, but yeah, hey, we were flex. We were flex, but okay. <laughs> but for even, and I think that's why I fell in love with soccer mm-hmm. because 
you you get to ride that like my team won last year and now we're probably not even going to make it to Champions League. Mm-hmm. But what that means to me is that next year is going to be fire because when you win everything in any sport really, but when when you win everything, sometimes you lose the motivation to keep your place at the top. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like this year we got humbled. You know what I mean? We lost we we can make every excuse in the book quite frankly. But it doesn't matter because everyone else had the same situations. Everyone mm-hmm. else had to deal with COVID. Mm-hmm. Everyone else had injuries. And I think that's another huge thing with a lot of these clubs on varying levels is the, this Super League was almost like it was the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Right when COVID's still going on. When a know, lot of clubs are losing money. Right. A lot of clubs are losing money, but at the end of the day, Again, you got to take it down to on a personal level. A lot of people who support these clubs are not doing well. Mm. You know what I mean? And in Europe, like COVID's bad in America, but in Europe, it's worse, in my opinion, because they have smaller countries and they were getting they were getting shut down, like total lockdowns more often. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like here in America. We really haven't been on lockdown for a long time now. Like when it first broke out last year, we were shut down for like forty-five days, and after that, it's it's been pretty, pretty much. I mean, if you compare it to what what you saw in certain European countries, I would say it's been very. Open. Oh, compared to China, China was like. Oh, China was just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, locked down, bro. Like it was like like the but Asia don't play, bro. Like, empty. You know that Asia doesn't play. That's why. Yeah. That I was trying to explain. Asia to doesn't play, but India is having the worst outbreak but, in life. But India is different. <laughs> India is different because they're not they're 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 Asian in a sense, but they don't have that Far East mentality. Mm. Yeah, you, you know this because you you lived in Japan, and we also know a lot of like Chinese people. Mm. They're very disciplined cultures. Yes, they are. Yeah, and they're very like respectful, organized, oriented. organized too. Very organized. So when they're get, they're told to stay home, they listen. They listen. The other thing I really will shout them out for, and this is not a political statement. This is just something I. You don't see governments do a lot of nice stuff. Yeah. So I was seeing in South Korea when this this is a, a while ago when the pandemic first started, they were like boarding people into their house, bro, like taking two by fours and nailing it into people's doors. But the thing that was fire that they were doing is like sending them care packages too. So like if you had to quarantine for 14 days or whatever, they would give you everything you needed for that 14 days so you could stay home. Wow. So I think that's kind of putting your money where your mouth is. That's kind of fire. Because here in America, I mean, we got some support, but in general, it was nothing that personal. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of cool. But I think the my main point is the timing of it is really was really 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 bad, but from the owner's perspective, they could say the same thing because they're 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 hemorrhaging money. Yeah, they're still playing pay, players and the, the staff and having these huge sixty seventy thousand seat arenas empty, but you still gotta pay the lights, gas. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I, I the, the one way I sympathize with them is yeah they're losing a lot of money but where they instantly lose sympathy for almost everyone is they're billionaires 
So no one cares if your wealth goes from $3.4 billion to $3.2 billion. Like, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, I think the timing of it was really bad. But this, this really, I would say this could be a conversation that could go on and on and on. Because UEFA is not perfect. The Champions League, they made a lot of changes to the Champions League. I don't know if you heard anything about the new... Yeah, that's, that's not really helpful either we will we, that's another topic but yeah and i don't yeah. want to i don't want to confuse people about it but i mean it really is pick your poison no one stepped up and had a good feasible option that works for everyone you know what i mean so i think that's it, it even with the super league the, the nice thing was all the fans of different clubs got together and kind of stopped it in its track and that was beautiful because you don't really see that happen in life too much. You know what I mean? We're too divided and, you know what I mean? It, it was outside of politics. It just came down to we love we love soccer. We love football. Don't mess with our game. So you were able to stop these really powerful, rich men from screwing up something that all these people of different backgrounds, ethnicities, religions love. And that... that Shows you a very small glimpse of what we're capable of if we're motivated by the right thing. But, you know, by the end of the weekend, a lot of that, it was business as usual. <laughs> you know, the banter and the crazy, yeah. you know, even the transfers. Like, we had this stuff a week ago, and by, like, Wednesday, you have transfer news breaking. Uh, almost as, like, a PR stunt, in my opinion. Mm. You know, you're getting these good players, or, you know, Deal is kind of early, but May is when you start to see some of those early deals start trickling in. So you saw like Man City sign a few players and Liverpool sign some. And then you see, uh, <laughs> I don't know if Chelsea is going to do it, but they're talking about Chelsea maybe signing Serge Aguero. Yeah. And then even I think David Alaba from Bayern Munich signed for Real Madrid. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of diversionary, but like I said, if if we kept talking about this topic, we could really break it down to nitty gritty. But we just you know want to kind just of do inform it you guys about yeah. what's going on. But um, I don't have a good segue per se to this, but um, we we want to talk a little bit about um goats, right? We we say goats, but it, it, it really means greatest of all time. And this this topic is not about football players or soccer players or tennis players, whatever. When we're talking about goats, even musicians, whatever, what makes them a goat? You know? I think so, that's just prevalent. Like, it, we just throw that around on food, fast food, yeah. drinks. It's, okay. <laughs> like, it's almost like a, a new, new artist come out in 2021 and then we already called them. Oh, that's a goat. He's the truth. Like, what's going on? Yeah. But um, so James, um, okay. So I, I'll say this right. My criteria when it comes to uh, goat, oh. greatest of all time, is impact. Uh-huh. And I, I think that's that's a, that's that's the only criteria I really look at. Because right, because everything else is subjective at the yeah. end of the day. Like sales are fun, good too, but there's people who make them and they're not really good. 
That's but, very um, true. That's very true. When, when I when I talk about um LeBron James, right? Right. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, they definitely won two of the goals. Even right. Kobe, they literally changed the game, like how you play the game. Mm-hmm. And with with talking about Jordan, his shoes like transcended time, like. He, yeah, he, was playing with, he, he was playing with them in 1993 to 1996, won those championships, and still relevant today. Like, what, what sneaker brand has that staying power? Right. So I that's mean, what I'm thinking about. So Jordan 1 is probably, and I, I hate to be like, I'm not trying to be funny or use a cliche, but it's a goaded shoe, dude. Like, that's all you see on people's feet. To the point where now you're seeing more and more mids and lows on people's feet. It's just people love the Jordan One. That's five. So they're yep. pushing forty years. You know. Yep. It's crazy, so, and it's not. They're not comfortable to to boot, in my opinion. So, you know what I mean? It's just like because it's it, but it's such an iconic shoe mm-hmm. that every colorway, especially of the highs, they sell out. Mm-hmm. But let, let's stick to the point, right? So, Joe, I mean. <laughs> Why did I say Joe? James. Oh, that's disrespectful. <laughs> Joe, if you're listening, we love you, man. Uh, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what, what constitutes a goat for you, man? So I'm going to – I'll break – I agree, impact. But I think there's two ways you can gauge impact. So I would say cultural impact, mm-hmm. right? And then impact within your lane, if that if you catch my drift, like cultural impact, the white is the wider impact, and then impact in your lane is like impact within what you're supposed to be the goat of. So if you're mm-hmm. a basketball player, what was your impact? Meaning, I'll take Kobe because I, I I always have loved Kobe. Me me too. He's my favorite basketball player of all time. But I I honestly say. There's different varying levels. Like I don't compare Kobe to Jordan, because I I we grew up in a generation where we were, if we were tuned in or tapped in, really, you might have caught the tail end of maybe ninety eight through two thousand three of Michael Jordan's career, which was choppy at best because he was retired and this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Came back, so you might have caught a small glimpse, but we caught all of Kobe's career. Yep. And when we were playing basketball on the playground, no one was yelling out Jordan. No, they, they nope. said Kobe. Kobe, yep. Right. And then, even though LeBron James is the best basketball player on the world right now, mm. even still, no one you never heard anyone be like LeBron. No one did that. Yeah, it was Kobe. Even yeah, after Kobe. LeBron, LeBron <laughs> every time we throw away trash, Kobe. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So yeah. that that's the first point in terms of the impact the transcending impact, right? You you impact people. Because he was clutch. Right. And he, he, but he, and as bad as it, Kobe wasn't a saint, mm-hmm. you know, on a lot of different levels. He wasn't a saint. He wasn't perfect, but I think that's what a lot of people liked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a young and he had to, he had to be a young bull. Like he, you know what I mean? He was winning at a very young age. And then really, if you want to be honest, he had two, three years of his prime wasted because of the Lakers being bad, trading Shaq, and just not, you know, not being very good. But even within basketball, you ask a lot of basketball players who their favorite player is. 
especially a lot of the, I say, newer class, you know, up to mm-hmm. the players who've only been in the league five, six, seven, eight years. You ask them who their favorite player is, Kobe. Yeah. So that's what I, it's the same thing with music. Drake, everyone knows Drake's body of work. You may not have liked everything he does, but commercially, there's no questioning his success. Like, you could be a hater, but mm. nine times out of ten, if Drake's on a song, he dominates the song even. Like, he, Except he that one, 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 one song. Which where one? Where he did with Lil Baby recently. Bro, Lil Baby killed that dude, bro. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, but it, it sounds <laughs> bad, but it's... I'm talking the greater majority of it. Yeah, right? I, know, I know what you said, but I'm going to say that because... I, I, there's always the outliers... Cause I never understand. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little bit of shade. Y'all dudes who be posting little baby be like, oh, this outfit's drippy. Y'all out of pocket, bro. Cause no, I, I never say anything <laughs> about his drip. I'm, nah, I'm I know, but I just verses, gotta go. Bro. You know, at the end of the day, this is more or less a, a style and fashion podcast. So you always gotta tie that back in. I like <laughs> so what, what, what you got tied back in by dissing the dude, bro. I'm not trying to diss him. I'm just, <laughs> y'all might remember one of our first, maybe our third or fourth episode. We said, Money don't buy you style. Uh, Great example, yeah. especially new money. But, but, that's, that's, but I think that's, that's, that's with the same with all kind of rappers. Like, I feel like Drake, no, everybody don't like how he dresses, but I don't mind it. It's it's more basic to me, huh? It's basic to like it's it's very it's basic, but like it's not as bad as these rappers who put on two hundred chains, wear Amiri's, right? You gotta do things differently though. Like, like I don't get are, that why they think are played that he out. Can dress, but the only thing I I'll ever say about Drake, I don't think he has great style. So that is what it is. But he's not he's not a stylist. He's not in fashion. So who cares? His his Nike collabs and stuff could be you know his Jordans are mid, they're not great, but maybe at the time he did collabs they weren't giving people as much freedom because you gotta remember when Drake first got his collabs, you know was around that time where Kanye was leaving Nike, and and Nike really got the stigma of not giving the people who were collabing with them a lot of freedom, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So Drake's collabs with Nike are kind of whack, quite frankly. And even the more recent stuff, the Nocta is just that's selling because of Drake's name and being connected to Drake. Because it's if it was just Nike sportswear, it would just sit on the website. Yeah. It would sell Especially in London. those prices. Right. It would sell in London, you know, the UK, maybe. That's really yeah, where all the waste men. Yeah, well, the the top boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's more their wave, though. You know what I mean? That's more their their swag. I, I'd honestly mm-hmm. say. And but I guess speaking of London, though, I just wanted to mention this. That's the SK Air with Skepta. Those fire. are fine. The the butterfly drums. I think the the, every I think every collab Skepta has put out with Nike has been great. And that's a that we're gonna have to talk about sneaker culture around the world one day because I think we're both kind of tapped into this mm-hmm. but it's because Skepta is tapped into that trainer culture in London so he pulls out some really fire models that everyone else is not on you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying yeah 
And I think that's what makes his collabs really cool. And I think Drake is kind of trying. I don't know if you saw the newest pictures of Drake's collabs. I'm interested in them, but they look, they kind of look like an Air Air Max Plus to me. Yeah. Um, But I think it's a brand new Nike model. Yeah, it is. I think it is. So, and I mean, the thing that's going to kill it is it's all white. The only all white shoe I really rock with is the all white pair of Air Force Ones. Besides that, I tend to, you know, not stray away from all white just because they don't have, you know, I get them dirty quick, basically. But yeah, we'll, we'll see if they can come out with good colorways and everything. Yeah. But back to just focusing on Drake, you can hate if you want. I can't go as far as to say he's the GOAT in music across the board in every genre. Mm-hmm. But this guy's not done. He's not close to be. Who's had more success in a shorter period? I think Drake's 32, 33. He has another 10, 15 years of putting out albums. That's what That's what I mean when I say GOAT. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it get, same thing. Everyone wants a Drake collab. Whether they, they could hate Drake's music, they still want the collab. Because yeah. they know once they get that collab, they have commercial success. You know what I'm saying? And you've seen... I'll, you remember that song? Got the club going up. <laughs> once <laughs> once Drake... Yeah, I mean, I know he had some, some weirdness going on, but Drake got on the song. It was on the radio. <laughs> Drake's not on songs anymore. You haven't heard from the guy since, right? Yeah, they have some little issue in OVO sweatshop, whatever the case might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and <laughs> at the end of the day, that's that's a different conversation because music is out of pocket with a lot of that stuff. Quite yeah, frankly. but I get it's the same thing, you know. What J- Block Boy JB? I mean, he had one yep. or two other songs, but really, Drake put him on. The only one recently who Drake kind of helped out early, who's had staying power, is Little Baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a lot of those dudes got a Drake collab. And, uh, and, and, and this is not to knock Drake or anything, but. No, no, it's. The uh, no, hold on, hold on. What I'm trying to say is, like, when people say, like, Lil Uzi, when he, I think he mentioned that I did all this without a Drake feature. Matt Miller, um, unfortunately, he died. Um, may he rest his soul, whatever the case might be. I'm not trying to, you know, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but um, he also said that I did it, that, that one song, he said, I did it without a Drake feature. So, just that, that kind of just tells me that the Drake feature is kind of like, is known for... in, in today's game. Yeah, and honestly, if we keep it a buck to each the, those two people, you, in my opinion, I'm just saying my opinion, mm-hmm. those two artists. Cause I don't like talking ill of the dead, but they're in different stratospheres in terms of success. Mm-hmm. Mac Miller was, to me, a medium tear artist. I liked some of his music. Some of his other music was not my thing, but Uzi is, I feel, is way more successful. You know what I mean? And, and what ultimately works out to be a similar, at least to this point, a similar length of uh, a career. I mean, because Max started three or four years before Uzi. But I guess my point is, I agree with you. I think that Drake collab holds weight. 
I think sometimes you just, you know, people, if they were to list their top five artists of all time, the top five basketball, football, soccer, but whatever the case is, their top five designers, everyone's list should be different. I think that's the, the, the beauty of these conversations. But I would really like there to be almost more of like a scientific analysis of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think of, yeah. and we talked about this a, a year, almost now, like six months ago, like the sneakers list, the top 10 of the year sneakers list that Complex and this and this person and that person put out, right? Yeah. Like a lot of times they're not considering everything. A lot of times... It's it kind of impossible, bro, to... That's why I said it would have to be like, it would literally have to be straight facts straight science like you it would not be from complex it would be from harvard (laughs) look at it and analyze it and say this person is the best because they sold the most they had this level of impact they had you know for example you could sell a lot on your solo album but how many features are you doing like there's a lot it, it is it is a it's a very 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 complex conversation to ever come to any real consensus i do know there's some people you like a lot of people don't tolerate disrespect of like you can't disrespect michael jackson for a lot of people. yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i could you compare michael jackson to say a kendrick lamar they're both musicians but it's completely different you know what yeah. i mean so mm-hmm. i think it's 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 a, a healthy thing to recognize that part of what's so nice about music and fashion and food and sports and all this stuff is there's the variety there. There's something for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Which gives us an escape. Like it gives us the opportunity to even have these conversations. And I think that's more important. Like, even on internet and just with my family and friends, I still let I say in my opinion because I never want to disrespect anyone else. I'll never do that unless you disrespect mine, quite frankly. And it's almost it's built into me because of the the age that we rose up through of the internet with so many trolls and people just trying to be contrarian. Mm-hmm. And I think we we even know people will be like, yeah, Drake's trash, and just like. You could say you don't like Drake for a certain music, but tell me if I put on controller that you're not going to vibe to control. You're captain, bro. Or hotline, but whatever song that you may play. Oh, that's what, but no, it's a bop, bro. It, you may not like the person. You may not like a lot of stuff about him, but you can't deny that. I think, I think that's more so my point of a lot of these things is, I don't like ranking things because that's never going to be a consensus, but I do think there's a lot of talents out there. Talent. You know what I'm saying? You might hate LeBron, but if you look at me and be like, oh, LeBron's trash, you're just. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't. I hate those kind of people, man. Right. Bro, like, if you're in the NBA, you're not trash. That's a thing. Or if you win win championships and MVPs and Olympic gold medals. You're just a hater, bro. That's that's yeah. They're just trolls, bro. They're just trolls. that's, and I think that's why I'm always kind of on the in my own opinion tip. 
because we live in a world full of trolls and people who just try to be contrarian or devil's advocates just for the sake of it. They have no real argument, no real impactful, like, hey. I mean, I'm thinking of a recent conversation where we were just talking about the GOAT quarterback in the NFL. Mm. And the, the guy I was talking to, you know, it's kind of like a mutual friend of ours, but still it was like an educated conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was refreshing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. you say, if you're disagreeing with me for a personal opinion, I'm perfectly okay with that. But give me some facts. Give me some, some points I could take away. You know, you're probably not going to persuade me, but at least I'm going to respect you for your opinion and you're going to respect me for mine. Right. So you say, well, I think this quarterback's better than Tom Brady because he didn't cheat. Prove it. That's what I say to a lot of people with a lot of things. Prove it, bro. I'll be the first person to tell you Tom Brady cheated. And so did the rest of them quarterbacks and the rest of them teams. They just didn't get caught. And as bad as it sounds, sometimes when a bunch of we could all relate to this. We were all a little sketchy maybe back in the day in school, right? If you're all cheating on a test or on homework, you know, maybe people passing homework around, uh uh. And one person gets caught, you fall back. You don't keep doing it because now the situation's hot. So I think it's the same thing with with Tom, right? They got caught. A lot of the other teams may have been doing similar stuff. And they just knew they had to fall back or they were going to get caught too. But uh, my main point is, yeah, I, I like banter. I like conversations about these things. I like knowing people's opinion. I like tapping in with people to have these conversations but they got to stay educated and respectful because mm-hmm. otherwise they're just useless they're just useless at the- you undermine someone else's opinion you know what I mean yep. and now everyone's uh, at least in their own mind everyone's an expert of everything you know because of the internet and being able to just read and, and listen to stuff. You think you know a lot about everything. and uh, It's great that you can be self-taught, but you still have to be humble about what you think you know. You know? I agree, man. But, hey, that's really well, it. I think there's there's certain people it might be your goat that's not mine and vice versa and that I'm perfectly fine with that. Yep. But um this is going to be the episode guys. Um hope you guys enjoyed man. Uh we'll be back next week so um sure. stay tuned and um stay tuned. Stay tuned. No stylist boys. Visions by Ace signing out. Hasberg peace y'all.